Oh, I'm sorry, Dirk. We're ruining Talislata here. I was in the mood for some Talislata, so I dug out a couple short sessions I'd never posted before I pasted them together here. Talislata fans will recognize I borrowed this basic setup from Jonathan Tweet's Son of the Beast, or at least what I remembered from it, as it seemed to fit the kind of story that people were looking for, though Argy's wish for intrigue got a little stomped on by the martial types. I also want to apologize. We did a pretty bad job of announcing numbers in this, which I know some people really like to be able to hear what's being rolled. So, sorry. So here we have Ari, who could only make the first session, playing Dionereth, a Muse telepath. Uh, Muse look kind of like a, the typical concept of a fairy. Skin and hair are uh, pastel colors, and they have wings that are butterfly-like. John plays Jobin the Thrall Warrior. Thralls are hairless, muscular build. All members of each gender are identical in appearance. They uh, have no pigmentation, so they cover themselves in elaborate tattoos to differentiate themselves from each other. Todd plays Daro Nassim, a Sindarin effectuator. Sindarins are rough, uh, sandy-hued skin, thin, emaciated-looking build. Uh, They have a row of horn-like nodules running from the crown of their head to the back of their neck. Curved spur of cartilage protruding beneath the chin. Uh, Will plays Cha-Chick, blue Ariad Ranger, though we often refer to him as Chichak. I think it's because there's some unwritten rule of English on which vowel should sound should go first in phrases like that. Like, you don't say talk tick, you say tick tock. But he's a evil foreigner, so what are you gonna do? Anyway, the Ariads are are kind of birdmen. They have uh, blue skin and plumage with a metallic sheen. They're slender in stature, the sharp bird-like features, a crested coxcomb of feathers and vestigial wings. He has magical bracers that reduce his weight so that he's able to fly a little bit with those vestigial wings. Other races that get uh, mentioned are beastmen, the coarse brown fur, fangs, claws, bestial features, beastmen. Yengarans have marbled brown, sepia-colored skin, elongated limbs, are hairless, and have elliptical craniums. And Cimmerlians, who are green-skinned, green-haired, golden-eyed, primarily magic users. Well, enjoy. I guess we didn't resolve whether we were going with uh, something new or continuing with Shook and the Monkheads. Yeah, I was probably thinking like uh, a one-shot opportunity thingamabob. And in, in that case, first edition seems to be the most accessible, right? You just pick a cool character and... Well, you, you can do the same thing in fourth. Okay. And I think uh, Dirk, and we'll, we'll abide by Dirk's wishes, and we all pick characters who would logically be together. But yeah. But they want to be on the opposite <laughs> side of the continent. <laughs> Thank you so oh, wow. very much. Three, it's a 500-page bullet stopper. Yeah, it is. 500. The big blue book. So I guess in general, uh, what type of story are we looking at here? Intrigue. I could go for some intrigue. What about you guys? So we have the Seven Kingdoms, Eastern Lands, Desert Kingdoms, the Wilderlands, the Western Highlands, the Southern Rim, and the Northern Reaches. 
So should we just like choose a region and then everyone's from that region? What type of story are we interested in? And that can help guide to where that would be the best, where the best place and the, what the best uh, type of characters for that are. Well, it sounds yeah. like we're dealing with civilization. So then you've got seven kingdoms, Western lands or Eastern lands are the most. Can we do intrigue slash borderlands type stuff? So uh, maybe work in some beastmen or, or whatever else uh, is out there. Like, so maybe, maybe there are some traitors or some conspiracy somewhere. Uh, and that's, that's putting the borderlands at risk. Yeah. That sounds interesting. Then you could be either, either seven kingdoms or desert kingdoms would be this, the civilization part of it. Um, or, or Eastern lands if you wanted to be, uh, the Quan Empire dealing with, uh, their border issues. Who are the bird people of the seven? Are those the Ariads? Yes. I like this butterfly. Well, uh... The muse. Butterfly? The muse, yes. Oh, so the Seven Kingdoms. What is a wisp? A little fairy creature. Okay, well, I'm a fairy myself, it looks like, so yeah. that makes yeah. sense. Hey, there's our favorite our favorite enforcer type, the thrall. I think I'll be a thrall. Yeah, blue area raider sounds like fun to me, so that's what I'm going to be. I think that's a decent, like, mm-hmm. borderlands... Sentinel. Sure. So everything we need is essentially in the right there in the little uh, box, right? Yeah, more or less. Um, there are some rules where you can like tweak some stuff, but we can start play and then we can figure that out. Cool. I think I'm going to go with the Sindarin Effectuator. <laughs> I saw that. Cool. Effectuator? Basically, you with your double brain. Fancy. <laughs> Basically, a seven-foot-tall super intellect. They're aliens, right? They're from a different place or planet, right? Yeah. They do stand out in a crowd. <laughs> so, what does the dual encephalon actually give me? You, you've got two brains. Uh, you don't have to sleep. You just rest one. Did, uh, you said there was something where you could edit the stats? You can do some small tweaking. Because my HP is ridiculously low. That's fine. Well, yeah, you're not going to be able to do anything significantly there. That's just how muses are. You know, they're small and thin, and they're not combat monsters. No, they are not. What do they do? Are they, are you, is it the telepath or whatever it's called? Yes. Okay. So it's kind of like a musician telepath thing, fairy thing. Okay, they rarely speak. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, they use their wisps instead because they're douchebags. Yeah, yeah, kind of. The wisps are douchebags. Muses <laughs> seem to be contemplative by nature. Okay, yeah, they're douchebags. Slight stutter evident only on words which begin with a hard C or K sound. I'm going to have to think about that. <laughs> I'm going to avoid speaking, otherwise I'm going to give myself a stutter permanently. <laughs> <laughs> So, a wind skiff, is that a flying thing, or what? Oh, cool. Small airship skiff. Thirteen. Oh, okay. Oh, that's, what's the word, baller? (laughs) Patrol vessels in the Seven Kingdoms military. Oh, yes, yes. I'm going to stand in the front with my wings and fly around. It's going to be excellent. Just because I can pilot one doesn't mean we have one. 
Unless the kind and wonderful oh, okay, GM okay. decides. Fine, okay, fine. We yeah. might still have one, yeah, depending on our mission. Sure. If we do, at least somebody can drive it. Why does a wind skiff fly? Magic. Because of the levitational that is installed in it. Which, yeah, magic. If we put levitation bracers on the magna lizard, would the lizard fly? They only offset a small amount of weight. Oh, crap. It works for me. Yeah. It could dance and prance. It would be, instead of whatever thousands pounds, it would, only, it would be like a hundred pounds less. Sounds it wouldn't even good. be like it's on the moon. No. <laughs> <laughs> Marginally slimmer or lighter. <laughs> be like, you know, it skipped a meal once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what shall I call him? Don't call him Jeffrey. It's already taken. Yep. His name is Death. Name is Death. Okay. We'll go with seven foot two because that's a nice average. (laughs) Of course, at 200 pounds, I'm freaking skeletal, but. (laughs) Oh my God, you have litigator as a skill? He's a lawyer. Kill him now. Kill him now. (laughs) I'm also a pilot, so I have some redeeming value. (laughs) My job is to. Uh, mitigate whatever trouble you guys get into. <laughs> You're our legal rep. <laughs> I don't get any fancy skills. I just get weapons and flying combat and crap. I like the fact that I can turn half my brain off and I'm still smarter than most of you. <laughs> <laughs> I am Deru Nassim. Give me time. Let me steal some stuff here. I can remember it. So you guys have been sent to the Sindarin city of Tordan because there have been rumors of people have seen beastmen across the border in really significant numbers and they've been uh, armed with sophisticated arms rather than, you know, like just stone spears and clubs and stuff. They have... So you are sent there to investigate what's going on and see if there may need to be uh, some action taken, whether it's planning an invasion or what. Cool. Work with that. Yep. Yep. So we'll let you arrive in Tordan by by Windskiff, I suppose. Is this uh, like a town on the map somewhere, or, or is it like right on the borderlands? It's on the northeastern border of... Sindar near the uh, the Dead River. Okay. It's atop of a mesa. There's an area where you're able to, to moor the windskiff and uh, get into the city there. Well, you lead the way, Daru. Hello, I am Daru Nassim. I am assigned to facilitate this matter. Greeted by kind of your local equivalent. Little, uh, lead you to their the local equivalent of a, a sheriff's office sort of and he'll lay out the the map and point out where he sent patrols on to the other side of the river and had seen these um, beast men congregating so um, how can I help you well first we need transportation to the to the site. Couldn't we just take the skiff? One should ask. We came in a skiff, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but that wasn't necessarily ours to take. 
Of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think we patrol in? <laughs> That's how I, I consider it anyway. It would certainly not be very... Uh, Inconspicuous? Yes. The beastmen would certainly see you coming a long ways away and could, could hide. Good point. So much for convenience. Ugh. Dislike being on the ground. Oh, well, we should spy on on them and see if they have a contact. Maybe grab one and talk to them. (laughs) What kind of stuff are you good at, Muse? It says telempath, right? Does that mean you can, like, read people's minds or something? It means I talk to people through their minds. So he doesn't speak. Right. You, You can't just, like, rip things out of people's heads. Uh, no. Magically. Okay, cool. They can kind of detect emotions and communicate over a certain range. Uh, I, I think, like, Chachik will just elbow uh, Daru and go, ah, just need directions and we'll take it from there, yes? If we're approaching this from the ground, then we'll, we'll need transportation. Hmm. Common Talislanta lore. If you're not riding some half-crazed, bloodthirsty beast of war, what do you drive or ride in uh, Talislanda? You can ride Equus, which are horse-like lizards. Uh, Atra, which are camel-like lizards. Uh, you can be have a wagon that's pulled by like a lane lizard. I vote the wagon. So yeah, that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna show you a. A wagon. Hopefully not with death pulling it, though. Well, yeah, death is kind of pulling it in my vision, but I don't where like death much. Where we're going, there will be no prepared ro- roads. Probably. Do you say that out loud? Yeah. Riding. These groundlings and they're freaking animals. You're welcome to walk. I, I flutter my fake wings. <laughs> well, actual vestigial. wings. Yes, vestigial wings. Wing arms. <laughs> Like, you know, you know I'm a bird per- person, right? So you know I can fly, at least for short distances. So but what is I, your metabolism? Not very, very hot. Not but very what is your metabolism dumb. like when you do that? I'm a light little thing. Also, I'm a magical bear- bird creature. So don't worry about it. I just need some of this wine sap. It's great. <laughs> Everybody should drink it. it. Has electrolytes. It's so mono flavored. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we can get a. Get a General map of the area they want us to investigate. And if we can get some equuses and the appropriate supplies for what we estimate the journey to be, then we should be good to go. Okay. They've seen these beast men with our advanced weaponry. Also, there have been items that have been showing up for sale in Tordan and a few other Zindarn cities that people believe came from caravans that had been raided by beastmen. So they think there may be somebody in the area who is trading with the beastmen. Ah, I mean, this is not my expertise. So we could certainly poke around Tordan and have the Sindaran take point, Sindaran take point, and like look around, see if there are any likely suspects. Well, I think we definitely need to track down the beastmen. For sure, and yeah. If, and if we can uh, trace them back to whoever their contact is, then that would be wise. And if not, if we find beastmen with advanced weapons, then we can interrogate them. 
This is probably okay. your other brain talking rather than the blue Ariad, but uh, maybe <laughs> there's the opposite road too of going to the source first and finding out where they meet or how they trade and then finding uh, maybe the meeting place and then ambushing them or something, taking their stuff away. I'm basing it upon what information we have, which is not much. Sure. But e- either path is viable. The thing is when a Sindarin talks with their hands, they're ambidextrous, so their hands are probably having a conversation with themselves. <laughs> <laughs> this is on the other hand. Don't you mean the other other hand? <laughs> on the other brain. Mm. Oh, and as a note, it does say that uh, the muse is infatuated with somebody in the party, and I have randomly rolled the dice, and it ended up being Daru. It's understandable. Right. Yes, the brains. Okay, so what's your plan then? Try to talk uh, the magistrate here into uh, coughing up some Equus, otherwise we'll have to do it out of our own pocket. Okay, yeah, they can supply you with some Equus to ride. Excellent. Just looking at the group. Try to find their traders. Or try to find the beastmen to tell us where the traitors are. Both choices are valid. I, I think mm. I have my tri-bow, uh, and I'm like, aerial reconnaissance. I mean reconnaissance. Reconnaissance, I mean. You have to ch- choose a target first. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I say, uh, beastmen. Like, it's, it's clear that, that the area, like, doesn't like being cooped up in here, uh, at all. He wants to be out and about in the open and fly around and find people and shoot them. Not necessarily the smartest. Yes. Feel up to finding beastmen. Feeling of disgust that is obviously not yours. <laughs> okay. But he nods. So, all interested in killing beastmen? Yes. Notice how the question changed. <laughs> well, we have a plan then. There's no reason for us to stay here. We have a mission. I'm already getting on my uh, on death. I'm assuming that we they have a stable. Yes, it's down below where the main city is. You're lower down through the the winched elevators to where the stables are at the ground level. There's kind of a tent city here below the the main city where a lot of traveling traders come, and there's a stable set up where they can. Fit you out with some loner Equus. Yeah, I, I don't grab an Equus. That's that's for you people. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna scout ahead instead, keeping a low altitude so I don't like totally give myself away. Just follow the terrain. So then your plan is go down into the Dead River, cross over up into the Wilderlands. Yes, Beastmen should not be hard to track. We'll see. You guys head out. There's kind of a path on uh, the Sindarin side that you can follow down into the Dead River. The other side is going to be a little more complicated because people will use the Dead River to travel along because it's a dead river, nice flat like a road. But they usually don't go up into the, the wilderlands from here. Dangerous stuff. But we're idiots. We're patrolmen. <laughs> this is what we do. <laughs> Paid idiot. Driven idiots. This is my prey. I am a bird of prey, you see. Mm-hmm. Chachik is like totally into it. He's following the, the dry riverbed, like looking for places where they could negotiate uh, like the slopes up and, uh, you know, signaling ahead if, if he finds anything. Let's start rolling some dice. Cool. All right. What skill do you want to use to... I think I'm scouting or something, right? Yeah, that works. 
Uh, are the skill bonuses already factored with the stats? No, that you add that to your perception. Cool. Okay. Can people like make helping roles? Yeah, tell me what you're doing to help, and we'll. Well, I'm a skilled tracker, so I'm looking for signs of beastmen. I guess I could be playing the loot or something to relax everybody. <laughs> I don't know how this helps my d- intent of finding you a way, a convenient way up, though. If, if there's an obvious trail that uh, leads to the wilderness, like the beastmen coming and going in the area, then yeah, just just yeah. throwing it out there. Well, this could be two somewhat overlapping intents where you're looking for as you're you were using tracking to see if there are any tracks leading up right. there, and our Ariad is looking more for a good spot. So I guess both of you roll, and we'll see. How good you do to see how much you notice. And this is D20 plus perception plus skull? Yes. You <laughs> jerk. Someone keeps playing a loot in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> a liar. It's a liar. <laughs> yeah, you can see some tracks of just general travel along the, the Dead River here, but there's there's nothing in particular that is standing out for you to check you are able to spot an area that there's kind of a fissure or such in the the side of the river bank there so it's kind of sloped and you'd be able to you could get equus up the side there excellent so i i like land somewhere kind of in the middle of the fissure uh, where i'm visible from the river bank and like signal to the others you can get your, your Equus up there and into the Wilderlands. It's not a problem for, for Death, though, to get up there. No, it's probably easier for him. He's not as fast as the uh, the Equus, but he's a little more uh, sure-footed. The Equus are intelligent, right? You can talk to them, right? The, the general thing is that they have their own view of the world, and most people don't realize that they're intelligent and talk to each other. <laughs> okay cool they just just think they're like we think of horses and they just kind of accept that that's their that's their life and they're okay with that and they're happy with that they have their own folklore and yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool yeah so you know when you think they're just they're doing the equivalent of winning or whatever they're actually talking to each other having <laughs> an intense philosophical debate yeah, you're lucky. That, that, the muse smells a lot nicer than this Sindarin on my back. <laughs> okay, so you guys are, are riding up into the Wilderlands. So you're planning to just start scouting around, stay up here for as long as needed, or? Well, until our supplies say we need to head back. I do have tactics. Can I use it to figure out where the best place, if, you're, if, you're gonna, if they were going to ambush somebody, where would they ambush them at? You can certainly find spots for for ambushing well you can give that a try it's one thing i get a plus three on eight partial success so far the best place you know to ambush would have been coming up that fissure if you were on the the sides that'd be a good spot there are sort of rolling hills maybe a few bluffs and stuff around here there's not it's not terribly rugged uh one of the things that the ariad could spot in his uh aerial survey there are some old, ancient uh, ruins. There's not much left of it, but there's some walls and uh, stone walls of a uh, old ruin off to the north. 
is it somewhere where like we deduced that it would be a convenient camping site if you wanted walls to to camp in there's not really a lot of cover because there's not much left of it basically there's no roof over your head but you got walls to hide behind so well it's a place to tie up animals there might even still be a well around somewhere also place may beastmen go to we look for signs of beastmen I ask, what spore have you found with your Sindarin brains? Can I hopefully make another better roll, or should I still work on that partial? Well, that's what you've found so far as you're getting up on the the Wilderlands here. You didn't really find any tracks of beastmen there so far. No obvious sign. But any sign of recent usage of this these ruins? We have to go there to find out. Yeah, is that your target? Are you going to go investigate there, or...? <laughs> Yes, yes. I'll stay close to the group so I don't give us away unnecessarily. But necessarily you will give us away, though, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was necessary. Um, I actually have stealth as a skill. So if I can lead the party on the most stealthy way there, not necessarily as much as just improve the odds of us getting close without being seen. Okay. I'd make a roll. We'll see what that gets you. There Ooh. you go. A 19. Okay. So, yeah, you're... You may not have found track, but you're able to figure out you know, the best places to lead people along so that your tracks will be covered as you're moving through this area. It's very oh, dry, yeah. right? Yes. You travel through the day and it's probably getting late as you're approaching the ruins here. Well, I guess I, I turn to the thrall like uh, tactically, tac- tactically, that's the best way to approach. I'll look at, at the terrain and work out a, and work out an approach. So I guess it's another a new role. Sure. Oh my goodness! Critical success. <laughs> I lean back and go see that ravine that gives cover. Trees block view. So we followed this. Trees give us cover. We come out over there by that by that hillock, and then we'll be only short short distance from the ruins themselves. And we get a plus three for that, don't we? I pretend to be not impressed. <laughs> uh, if it's one thing the uh, the thralls know, it's fighting. Tactics are part of that. You don't get your int, int negative when you're thinking tactically. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So you guys, I assume, follow the, uh, the thralls' tactics. Oh, yeah. Tribo okay. out, ready to be used on unsuspecting beastmen. I am ready to sing them to death. So you make your way up to the ruins. You can see there's the remains of various buildings with uh, little partial walls standing here and there. Is it like the ruins of a like a settlement? This is like ancient ruin. Nobody really knows who built this city. Or but it's multiple the equivalent of multiple building ruins. Is it like a, a, a ruined church in a New Mexico desert, or is it like... No, it's uh, you can see the remains of several different buildings here. Okay. And there's at least you'd say a half dozen or so. It's kind of hard to tell exactly because uh, there's not a lot left. Is that is that the same building or those two different buildings? I don't know. All right, it, it appears empty, though, or what do we find? You can go scout the whole thing out. Yes. Let's have you do another, I guess, scouting. With perception? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. You do a quick uh, fly around the, of the ruins here, and you can spot an area where it looks like 
there have been meetings of somebody. You can see there's some tracks and garbage, basically, of people who've been here recently. All right, but no no signs of any any people. Yeah, no signs of anybody here at the moment. Okay. I do that, that circuit, and then I fly back, and then I relay the information to, to the rest of them. I point to the, the corner or whatever where um, the tracks and the garbage is. What, what, what time is it roughly in the day by now? Like late afternoon? Yeah, it's very, it's dusk basically by the time you've done all this. And you can just see the, the edge of the minor sun is sinking below the horizon. How many suns are there again? Two. Two. I'll touch the thrall on the, on the, the arm. I'm not tall enough to do the shoulder thing um, <laughs> comfortably. Not now. We wait. Almost night now. Need shelter. Need secure perimeter. Yes? Yes. I'm looking for one of the more intact buildings because that's probably the best thing to have. Your your ranger has got you a good survey of the area. You can point out a building that has three walls intact, mostly. <laughs> cool. You go set up camp, and I'll point the other two to like the the remains. Maybe there's something like left that they can figure out. Ew. Um, ew. Ew. Hey, dung is a v- valid indicator. You had some kind of deductive tracking type skills, right, Mr. Effectuator? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll take you and the muse over there so we can we can look through the, the garbage and the tracks. An old campsite can tell you a lot. And uh, whatever gear I happen to be carrying, I'm going to start setting up camp then, so... Okay. What do you guys want to do here as you go over to where the, the ranger... What kind of cool and appropriate things can the muse do in a situation like this? The ones that I chose are not exactly conducive to searching. Yeah, which modes did you pick? Heal, summon, and transform. Things that would add to my performance. Not necessarily things that would add to an investigation. Well, I do have herb lore. I suppose I could go gather herbs, but we don't really need them at the moment. you could identify if there's like some some conspicuous type of uh, plant among the debris. Like, oh yeah, they the so-and-so caravans always chew this particular uh, leaf or whatever, and there there are seeds from it here, or something. I don't know. I don't know enough about the setting. Would I even know that, though? That would be the purview of your herb lore role, I would imagine. Yeah. Alright, well, I'll herb lore it going to be difficult, but you can give it a chance. Well, it's a 17. You're probably getting a negative modifier. Yeah. What negative modifier? Yeah, we don't know, but oh. it's probably harder uh, than a typical roll. Okay. You maybe flutter around uh, as it's getting dark, pick up the odd uh, bit of plant matter, and you can spot some some stuff that it would have come from some cultivated area in Sindar. It wouldn't be a wildly growing plant. It would have been cultivated by somebody. And it wouldn't be growing here, right? No, no. It's, um, you know, it's like something that was either somebody maybe used it to, to wrap some other food or something in. Oh. It's like what you would find like in a grape leaf or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell him that. Well, I will impress upon him the image of that. <laughs> have your wisp tell him that? Of the wisp tell him that, yes. In as rude a voice as possible. Hey, bird brain. Are, are, <laughs> are the wisps like living entities that we don't know much about? They're like 
living little elemental things. Yeah, they're like, it says they're elemental spirits. Yeah, and it talks for the muse most of the time. Right, so you have your own personal little little douchebag Tinkerbell, essentially. Kind of. Yeah. But, yeah, he uh, sits behind my ear, so he, like, flies out behind from behind and pokes you in the nose and goes, hey. I bat at it like, like <laughs> an insect. <laughs> yeah, you're just jealous because I fly better than you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that exactly. If this one turns out to be just as murderous as Tinkerbell, like, I'm, we're going to have a problem. All right, so it, it, like, relates the information you got with the... Yeah, with, with the saying, like, it's, like, for wrapping food and doesn't grow here. I'll come over and, like, sniff it and, and yeah. like, look at the, like, remains and nod. And unfortunately, our uh, double-brained smarty pants tracker uh, went to pick up some melons, so... I'm back! Oh, okay, cool. I'll turn to you and, like, go, well, what of the tracks? Well, that's... Break out a die roll here, and I'll tell you what I think of those there tracks. <laughs> I think they're old and dry and dusty, and um, we should be doing something productive like setting up camp. Yeah, you can spot there were some equus through here, and probably something else. Maybe it's mostly been uh, within the last ten, fifteen years. Within you know the last week or two. I think I'll just go and keep watch. I can do that with half my brain tied behind my back. One sleeps, the other watches. Imagine there are tons of little like misunderstandings when he goes up in his like ha- fancy high talisman talk. The rest of us don't get it, except of course for the muse. I speak both high and low. And if I had but two mouths, I could speak, speak. Do you always speak low to us? <laughs> Probably, because <laughs> you know there are always those moments where you want a word, and the best word you have is that foreign one. <laughs> That's true. I falutin sounded one. <laughs> cool. Well, okay. So we have some proof at least that you know somebody from from the settled lands, like Sindarin lands, have been here, uh, has been here, given the plant matter. You probably noticed that the wisp is a lot more polite to uh, to certain people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm giving the wisp and you the stink eye. Saying, like, sir, and, like, if you please. Yeah. Simple. She looks up to me. He. The wisp is also a he. Or an it, yes. All right. So what are your plans for the evening here as the sun set? I will maintain my weapons. I guess I'll set up, like, a little, like, scout perch position on top of some wall. Crouch down and and just watch the, uh, the various approaches to the ruins. And probably, like, nod off at some point. All, all my other plans are for, like, tomorrow. Is the ranger the only one who's anybody else watching, or is he trying to stay up all night? The Sindarin doesn't sleep, <laughs> so... Uh, don't? Oh, right, no. you, you I turn brain. off. Of course. I, I, I turn off half a brain, and I stay awake, and then switch to the other brain, so... I, I'm picturing that we have a bit of a history of, like, patrolling uh, mm-hmm. before, so, I mean, we, we're probably used to having... We know that, okay, I take first or most watch, and then, you know, Sindarin fills in, and maybe the, the thrall gets up early or something, right? We probably mm-hmm. have a, a routine. Oh, the muse definitely is, is a sleeper. <laughs> Sleeps in. Just imagine this. I set up the Trivarian game, and I play it by myself. <laughs> Left hand versus right hand. Yeah, none of the others would have any idea how to play it. So. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> is it is it truly a game that only Sindarans can play? Yes. 
<laughs> it must be so lonely to be you in <laughs> our little group. So uh, I guess the thrall and the muse settled down for the night. Uh, Sindarn is practicing his Traverian against himself. And, and, and keeping watch. Maybe reciting some, uh, writing up some poems or something of interest. You write poetry? I have many assorted tomes, and I haven't decided what I'm collecting yet. Ah. Poems actually sound like a good collection. It'd be easy to carry around. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, actually, is it good poetry or is it bad poetry? Because there's a definite difference. It's Sindarin. Of course. <laughs> you need two brains to get it. <laughs> if he's collecting it, he's probably collecting both. You know, just the whole... <laughs> True. I'll get up early to take like the morning shift. Excellent. Okay, so the ranger perched on one of the walls there, looking out into the night. I suppose give me give me some perception type roll. There's a guard skill. Does that figure into anything? If you have that, that works. Perception. Yeah, I had perception. Ew, had to happen sometime. Sounds partial. Well, I don't know any any modifiers yet, so. You're sitting there and looking out into the dark for hours. It's fairly surprising when all of a sudden you like look over another direction and you see a wagon is almost at the ruins. Oh, snot. <laughs> oh, that's not good. I, I um, mean, I don't know this because I'm still asleep. Yeah, so I... I- glide down to the Sindarin and interrupt his game and like clap a feathered arm over his mouth. And like, I put like a feathered finger over my mouth, like, and I point in the direction of the wagon. Wake the others and I'll investigate. I do as I am bid. Do I wake up the standard way, which is putting a dagger to your throat? (laughs) I wake him with my 10 foot pole. No, I'm sure you guys have established a proper way of waking you without being killed. It involves a 10 foot pole. You you figured that out after you lost those two other guys you used to be with. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you doing there, uh, our uh, Sindarin? I am definitely stealthing my way in the direction of the wagon to take a look at it as best possible, like given light and all. Sneaking out out of the moon's light. Moonlight. Moons. The light of the moons. Give me some stealth. As- How about a 23? <laughs> That's good. You find some tall, thin. Uh, Pillars that are just about the, your size that you can go from one to the other. To the other. <laughs> <laughs> There's the pink panther music in the background. So you see this this wagon comes and goes around the edge of the ruins and then goes in near the the northern side to the the area where you guys had investigated before. No obvious guards. You can see one individual. Uh, you were you were very successful in your stealth, so you can probably get pretty close. You can spot a uh, Hangarian driving the wagon, and it's um, a wooden paneled covered wagon. So one person is uh, up front driving it. Just describe this this individual for us. They they have um, ungainly appearance. Their heads are kind of elongated. Uh, they have marble. Brown and sepia-colored uh, skins with these sort of elliptical cranium and pinched feature- features. They're hairless. Rather good-looking. The better off ones that you would find away from where they live in the jungle, or they work as uh, kind of low-rent mercenaries 
you know, if you can't hire a thrall, maybe you can hire a Hengarian. I guess how long are you going to stay watching this as the the wagon pulls up that same area? The Hengarian gets out, starts looking around, and uh, you see another one come out of the back of the wagon and he's uh, followed by looks like a Simrillian. Those are the green wizards, right? Green people from Simril uh, that have a uh, love of magic kiss. So the the two Hangarians are kind of, they look like they're doing kind of a sweep of the, the area right at the moment. So are, are they per chance focusing on the ruins or are they looking for perhaps meeting someone out in the wilderness? Also, I'll make sure that I have an incendiary power charge ready in my uh, rod. Right now, you can see one of them's kind of coming around to where you're crouched behind the edge of a wall here. What do you do? Well, I, I prefer to keep to the shadows and observe until the rest of the party catches up. And depending on how much of a blundering noise they make, that might actually be the distraction I need. So, what are the the rest of you doing after you get woken up by the ranger? The Sindarin is buggered off. Waking up death? He doesn't like waking up in the middle of the night. You know, he's cold-blooded. <laughs> so, to north, yes, where we found we found Dung? I, uh, I like, I like sign for you to be quiet. And I, I'm picking out all of my like ranged weapons, uh, and, and loading them. And, uh, you know, I'm like, we wait for, uh, wait for Dario to come back. And if it takes an excessive amount of time, then I get worried, uh, cause I'm a little high strung. Like I'm probably pacing back and forth. And if it takes like five minutes, then I'm like, okay, we go after. <laughs> well, doesn't that suck? Cause I'm <laughs> eavesdropping. <laughs> Wait a while, you know, don't know exactly the time. Sure. It's, it seems a long time. Oh, yeah, totally. Since I was in the area and came back, I do have at least a basic lay of the land. I'm going to work out the best way to approach this this place again. So uh, another tactics roll, I guess, or? I suppose that would be. All right. So we want to blow it this time. Eh, I just got a regular success. See how much I need to subtract from that. I'll I'll follow the uh, thralls lead uh, and make sure that uh, the muse isn't like waving their wisp around. Okay, so if you were going to uh, assault and ambush people in that the same area that was pointed out before, yeah, you figure out the path to do that. So fighting um, is not my forte at all. I, Maybe I can distract them. Well, that's what I'm magic is for. And that's why you and you can talk to them with horrible pictures in their minds. That I could do if you need a distraction. <laughs> I point out the interesting enough, it probably follows the exact route that Daru followed to get there. Probably, except you don't fit behind the pillars. <laughs> no, not on the back of death. You're mounting up and riding over there. Yeah. Okay, then. I mean, there's no way you're going to do that stealthily. No, I don't know if that's his intent. Is it? <laughs> no, my tent was, was had the best tactical advantage on them. Yeah, okay. Okay, so you're just charging ahead. Yeah. All right. Galumping along. I'm following his lead. Well, mm -hmm. how much can I learn before the parade shows up? The guards do kind of like a quick sort of perimeter sweep. Since you're just kind of hunkered down, you hid well. They don't see you in the dark corner you found to hide in. You can hear some, okay, that's, uh, get ready before they get here. The Angarn pull a couple of crates out of the back of this wagon, and it's about then that 
everybody hears the glumping of a mangonel lizard charging through the ruins. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, I I guess that's my cue to pop out of the shadows and tell them to drop their weapons. Rod in one hand, cutlass in the other. As soon as you do that, these guys turn to you, spears at the ready. I said drop them. Last chance. The Cimmerillion kind of stiffs back to get himself cover on the wagon and goes, uh, most Sindarans don't take up banditry. You'll find it's not a profitable perse- profession. I'm not the one smuggling weapons. With that, he just goes, okay, kill him. Okay, oh, like wow. that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that negotiation is officially over with. Yeah, no. uh, you guys know where the wagon is by the uh, ten foot wide, no, no, five foot wide, ten foot long gout of flame <laughs> <laughs> that comes out the end of the rod. Okay, make your attack. I am going to light the wagon and the Cimmerillion on fire. At least that's the attempt. Your intent is to shoot the wagon. These advanced weapons—they weren't flammable, were they? Explosive, <laughs> were they? <laughs> you know. Wasn't brought up. <laughs> make making an, an attack roll, and it'll you're gonna set it on fire. But if you're just attacking the wagon, you're gonna hit it and set it on fire. But we'll see just how how well you do it. I would I, ideally like to catch the mage and the wagon, but that's up to the mage if he wants to stay around. Well, he ducked behind the wagon, so you can't actually see him. But the the wagon may die horribly. I rolled a twenty three. <laughs> so you hit it and. It flares up. The two Angarians are charging you with their spears, though. I'm ambidextrous. <laughs> How are you defending yourself? What skill or attribute? The best I could probably do is uh, just parry uh, with my cutlass. So what's your skill, your combat rating, plus your skill with uh, the weapon? That is plus five total for cutlass and CR. The first one comes charging at you, and you can definitely parry his uh, his spear, and it goes clattering on the ground away from him. But the second one, you aren't quite as, as good, and he gashes uh, uh, against your leg for what is the spear? Eight, so four points of damage. <sighs> Sloppy. I'll do better next time. I don't know if you have any uh, armor. None to speak of. Blue cloak and loincloth. How's that? <laughs> then that's four points of damage. Out of 18, so not too bad yet. So the rest of you are coming over. Suddenly, whoosh, there's a burst of flame that rises up above the walls of the buildings. And uh, the charging uh, thrall comes glumping into the, the scene there. And yeah, we should do initiative. Do I use my steeds initiative speed? No, no, no. It's you. So You're driving. Mm. Lucky 13s. What about the rest of the party? Speed? Yep. Yeah. I'm making sure that I'm not first, so that may figure into this. <laughs> you have the choice now, don't you? And what, what about the moves? <laughs> Negative one. I'm not very fast, guys. Or I could or roll not. seven. Oh, on that wagon, what was it being pulled by? A land lizard. Who's probably reacting to that right now. Yeah, the, let's, let's make that a roll. Just to, it just kind of calmly looks back. <laughs> so we got a mage and a disarmed mercenary and an armed mercenary. 
Well, he sees the charging thrall. He comes out around the wagon, holds his hand up, and let's see if anything actually happens. So you feel as though a hand is pushing against your chest there. You got mounted combat. Yep. So use that uh, to uh, stay in the saddle as it tries. you feel this hand trying to push you out. Do I add to my strength or? Probably even you add your CR, I think. It's how you're, you're skill in staying in the, the saddle when you're in combat. So it all works. Shouldn't be a problem for you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no problem. Unfortunately, his spell was not terribly powerful. And oh, oh, the only reaction he gets from me is I'm smiling now. And he's uh, expelled himself from step from stepping out from behind the burning wagon. So he's right in your sights. We start going in order. We'll say you're next, unless uh, the the ranger wants to. He can kind of step in here at any time. I yeah. guess since I have ranged weapons, I might shoot at one of the. Changarans, or whatever they're called, Changarans. Look through well, these spells, well, and absolutely nothing will help. Well, you one's can got a spear. When, when we die. <laughs> yeah. One's got I mean, a spear, and one doesn't. Spear guy seems more dangerous. I'm going to try to shoot him with my tribo. I appreciate that. Uh, I guess that's comet rating plus tribo. That's tribo plus four, and then CR plus four, uh, plus eight. See how this goes. Minus, of course, his whatever he's defending with. Does he even see it coming? You can probably get this first shot without him even uh, noticing you've arrived. Because there's flaming wagons and flame-throwing Sindarans and <laughs> lizard-riding thralls. Boom. What's the damage on the... Uh, I think the DR is six. Oh, hold on, hold on. It says it can fire a clip of three bolts. Does that mean it's three times six? Or is it just they're small arrows? Means you can fire three times before reloading. I believe. I'm trying to remember the, that weapon. The both three strings can be drawn together using a metal claw lever. Okay, one bolt may be fired each round. Okay, okay, okay. Or multiple bolts may be fired at the normal penalty for multiple attacks. Okay, I'm I'm shooting once. Yeah, you could fire again at minus five if you wanted. Right. Uh, not doing that. No. Which one were you shooting at? The one without the spear or the one with the spear? With the spear. Okay. So he's surprised as suddenly bolt appears in his shoulder. So I come riding into the firelight on the back of death and I have him leap over the little bit of wall that, that uh, Daru was hiding behind, land, and I'm going to have him pivot and smack that mage with his tail. So do I need to do a mounted combat to let him do his attack or how does that work? Yeah. Use your mounted combat to make the attack. Your mount is your weapon. Yep. And I get my CR with that too, then, so it's an R plus nine. Okay. You may be dangerous. Ooh. Wow. Death's tail is DR20. Yeah, that is very, very bad for him. You uh, knock him completely flat. He's laying there flat, bleeding. Ow. Careful with the evidence. All right, then, Daru. I'm going to try to intimidate the hell out of the uh, disarmed uh, one. So I'll point my cut- cutlass at him, and then with my other hand, chack, chack, like a pump shotgun, <laughs> I cycle the uh, next vial in- into the rod of alchemy. and say, if you're smart, you'll stop and we'll talk. I assume you would have had to have dropped or stowed the, the shotgun to get out the-, the sword. Well, I'm ambidextrous. As are all Sindarans. I've always had the cutlass in, in the one hand and the uh, rod of alchemy in the other. 
Okay. So you can point it at him. You can't pump it. Whether he knows that you you don't have a shot there. I, like I said, I'm trying to intimidate him. Sure. Uh, he can look down the, the bore of that uh, rod of alchemy, and he can just imagine what is going to do to his face. Sure. Do you feel lucky, punk? If he has an imagination. Roll intimidation. I have no idea how that works. <laughs> charisma? Least, charisma or strength. I, well, for this, he's not threatened to hit him, so I'd take charisma. I'll give you a plus three because you did just disarm him. And his buddy just got shot. And I blew up the wagon. Yep. Oh, 17. Yay. Not bad for a straight up bold face lie. He's stepping back and raising his hands. So now our muse fluttering in. So what are you going to do? There's not really much I can do, to be perfectly honest. Got one armed Angaran and one unarmed Angaran who's holding his hands up. And you've got a fallen and bleeding Cimmerillion. You can always do a summon. Well, the only thing I can summon at the moment is a windborne messenger, and that's not going to work. I'd maybe see how badly off the Cimmerillion is. Yeah, I think that's what I'll do. Uh, I'll maybe flutter he, over if, there if he's and dying. Good try. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll flutter over there and land beside him. Are you? What are you going to try to do? Are you trying to use some healing magic on him? I just want to see how badly he is hurt first. He is super hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the picture of death in, on the character sheet. Look at his tail. He got hit by that. Smack straight in the chest. There's. Blood pouring out of all these puncture wounds and out of his out of his nose and his ears, just because of the concussive force as he smacked the ground. I suppose I could I could try and heal him. I could touch him. That'd be your healing spell. That'd be your heal mode plus your magic rating minus whatever level you're going to try to use. What kind of level does he so need to be able to like four. stabilize the? Given the the wound, he's going to be dead in seconds. So he you need like uh, at least a tenth level spell. Oh, cheapest. Okay. So you roll d twenty plus four plus what? You get three moments of your choice. But what level do you have in them? It didn't say. A three moments of choice plus one. Plus one. So you have a plus five. So you're overall minus five. So you basically are going to need a 16 or better to really pull this off. Nope. Death claims another. (laughs) It's too late. The damage that was done to him is too much, and your your magic is uh, insufficient to cling on to those last threads of life. He's gone. Well, then I'm going to fly away. (laughs) I think the other Hengarian looks over, sees what... uh, Happened to his boss, raises a spear, sets it on his butt, and holds the other hand up and goes, Our job here is over. Darren nods. So, so is there anything in the wagon that's going to catch on fire and explode? It's mostly spears and armaments and armor. I'll go try to put out the fire somehow while they interrogate the rest of them. Can I insist interrogation by just sitting there on my, on my, on my lizard watching? Uh, here's the fun thing. I, I will talk to the guard, get as much information as possible. I want to know when the beastmen are showing up, and I think we're, if we have the time, we're going to bury these uh, crates. I actually have interrogate a plus four. I can read this guy like a comic book. Let's just have you roll that to see how much information you can get quickly out of him. So what stat is that? Please say intelligence. <laughs> Int. Oh, well, what do you know? 
I think I might have a chance of success on this. <laughs> we got an 18, and that's even rolling crappy. Beastmen are going to be here soon. They'll probably be upset that we don't have the goods. We should probably get out of here. I actually agree with you. If From we, my perspective, you two were uh, hired to protect the wizard, right? Yes. Nodding. And it looks like justice has already been delivered to the poor soul. So let's bury those crates and get the hell out of here. If we just leave the wagon to burn, is there going to be anything left very soon? Not much as, as, you're, cause as you're standing there. Suddenly there's a boom as one of the crates falls through the, the burned bottom of the wagon. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, if the lizard takes the burning wagon off into the wilderness, I'm not going to stop it. <laughs> As the fire is spreading, it's starting to pull away because it's trying to get away from the uh, the fire, which is, of course, being pulled along with it. <laughs> I'm going to go release the poor animal. Okay. In this type of society, like how how like much of a faux pas would it be to bring the head back of the Sumerian to like sort of identify? And so maybe the magistrate could say, oh, I, I recognize that dude. He's, he has connections with these people. Like, would that be a meaningful way, meaningful thing? Or is a, a description with, of the person enough? In a society with magic, sometimes maybe the head's all you need for an interrogation. Well, if you say that, let's reach down and grab, the, grab him by whatever he has on top of his head. And great sword. Here you go. Toss. It's, it's uh, pretty brutal type of thing but i you know certainly for a thrall that probably is wouldn't be uh wouldn't be that surprising yeah okay we'll we'll blame the thrall later (laughs) (laughs) getting out of here before the beastmen show up is primary but at the same time i don't want to have those crates of weapons if we can help it but they're also burning and being warped and destroyed right not the crates that they unloaded can we just hurl the crates back Onto the burning. (laughs) (laughs) That would work too. You figure there's some of the stuff that maybe they can use where the fire's hot enough to to warp all the the metal or not. We do have a big lizard and some equas. We could like take some of the stuff that we, if we're sure that that it's not going to be adequately destroyed, we'll just pack it on the animals. That'll work too. Uh, If if death can tolerate being a beast of burden. (laughs) The equas are like... Degraded to pack animals. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is our burden in life. Yes, 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 indeed. <laughs> As you guys are making these plans and stuff, you look down one of the roadways in this ruins of the city, and you see some riders heading towards you. Ah. And I think that's probably where we'll end it, because I think Ari needs to leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good point. Yeah. Cool. Well, cool. Yeah. That wasn't the direction I thought it was going to go, but cool. Yay. Yeah. One of the things I'm just going to reiterate, I probably said it before, that I love about Talislanta is you can get into it really quickly with these templates. Yeah. Uh, I had choose a skill, choose a weapon, choose a collection, and I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Some of us just had to pick a portrait. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for the game. Thanks for running, Dirk. Um, yep, thanks, always. Dirk. How long have you guys known each other? How did you get together or something else? Let's put together some bullet points on background that we might incorporate later. Well, first question. I, I'm. This may sound silly, but it's the way I'm thinking. My character is kind of like a... 
Texas Ranger mentality, writing out, writing wrongs, uh, dispensing justice kind of things, which is why I chose etiquette and writing. So I have good manners and I'm able to transport myself to wherever I need to be to be effective. Do you also hate rude behavior in a man? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> I'm I'm all over that. I mean, uh, blue ariads are kind of like the border patrol or the warrior types of the ariad people. So, uh, like, I'm I'm totally into that. I'm, I'm your less verbose, less witty Gus McRae. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll do the thinking for both of us. <laughs> I can see the thrall and the the ariad having served in the military of the Seven Kingdoms. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So maybe you work together there. Yeah. So would we be the Talislanta equivalent of deputies? No, I think your first one is right. We're Texas Rangers. We're not Texas Rangers. I was just thinking I've got a five shot rod in my head. (laughs) I have a repeating crossbow. (laughs) And I don't have a white horse. I'm a white, I'm a white guy riding a giant lizard. (laughs) <laughs> who we found out is a vegetarian. You look at those fangs, you say, that that's not a herbivore. That looks like something that eats... Uh, those are not fangs, actually. If you look at the picture, they're actually like horn-like protrusions uh, from the jaw lips. and around the head. Like tusks. But not teeth. No. Damn it! That makes sense. Because like a warthog, your tusks tear up the ground to get at the, the good vittles. There you go. Just, just think of a... Bad attitude, warthog with an ankylosaur tail. All right. We want to get back to action here. When we last left off, you guys had killed the Cimmerillion. The guards had surrendered. Jobin had cut off the Cimmerillion's head. Daru had interrogated the Tangarians. Uh, and you guys were kind of debating what to do about the fire and the the crates that had been unloaded and you notice some some riders heading towards you from uh, the darkened streets of this ancient ruin so i think everybody do perception to see how many of you notice the mess you're in <laughs> 17 i wonder if each Side of my brain controls the eye separately. <laughs> I'm busy looking at the boxes going, hey, I can take some of that. I can use some of that stuff. So I think that means that uh, Jobin's busy hauling uh, the crates around trying to decide where to put them. <laughs> death fire. Death fire. Chichak. You notice the... Uh, Chachik. Chachik. Yeah, like you said, shotgun. Chachik. <laughs> you notice this movement of riders coming towards you daru you notice some movement on top of the walls what's left of some of the walls surrounding this square that you're in damn they're using the same tricks we did (laughs) i actually got partial success no you didn't because they're sneakier than than zero and it's yep. dark. <laughs> and it's dark. I'll point him out. Says, there, on the walls. First, now we'll do initiatives. Speed? Is that it? Yeah, speed doubled. Oh, doubled. Okay. Ah. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got speed zero? You can triple it. 
<laughs> you, you are so generous. Unfortunately, I'm spending way too much time looking for other shadows. Just mentioned danger, and all of a sudden you, you see swords. the great sword comes out. But you don't notice anything to react to at first, so you don't react this first round. Chick, what do you do? Is there any chance that we, uh, you know, we have a flaming wagon in the midst? Like, we're not going to hide, right? You guys are not in the dark. They are in the dark. <laughs> yeah. I do a little, like, birdie <laughs> sound to Jobin, like, company. And then I, like, dash for a column or something to get in cover. Just for fun. Shout at the uh, two guards, pick up a weapon if you want to live. Yeah, let's put them somewhere in the initiative. It's like they knew they were coming. <laughs> Sounds like Chachik is doing an evade to head for cover. Sounds fair. Yeah. Uh, you don't have the evade skill, do you? Uh, not that I'm aware. So let's just be your dex. Okay. Highest stat. I can live with that. Oh. So that minus their skill. That's going to be enough as a couple arrows go into the ground behind you as you swiftly jump behind a uh, bit of ruined wall. Do you notice what kind of arrows it is or is it just too much of a like stress situation to... It's arrows. All right. Okay. That's fine. You got a, a vague sense of, of where they came from, but, you know, general direction, but probably don't have specific targets picked out yet. No, no, I, I was just thinking, like, do I notice what kind of arrows they are, they are if they, like, bounce off some ruined stonework? Like if they're beast man arrows or... Yeah. If you want to spend time doing that your next turn, you can. <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> I think the Angarians will, will do likewise. That They get the warning from Daru, and yeah, they'll go look to jump for cover. But they are going to be quite as successful. They're a little, oh, do I pick up my spear first or go for cover? And uh, they're a little slow as they, uh, one, grab the spear and then head for cover. Uh, I think your muse friend, Dio, uh, he's not used to the combat stuff and uh, flutters behind one of the walls. He'll be the only one left alive. All right, then first we'll take a shot at Jobin, that's going to be partial. So as you're just looking around and seeing your friends scrambling around, starting to yell things about danger, thunk, that arrow creases your ribs there for three points of damage. Daru, you get a similar, an arrow brushes you for three points of damage. Right. Could be worse. Are we keeping the damage we had from last time? You haven't had a chance to heal. All right, I'm down to 11. Ouch. Your skinny frame feels that thunk of the arrow. I don't have any gratuitous amounts of muscle and fat like uh, the Thrall does. So then we see four beastmen riding their, their dark mane mounts come charging in. Two of them come bearing down on Jobin because... My sword's ready. Not really, because you weren't expecting this. You weren't expecting this sort of uh, beast man ambush. You can defend with my CR or... You can use your Tazian combat on top of that, your unarmed defense. And that's how you, you know, can block things with your, your guard. Yeah. <laughs> and his, his crate of weapons. So that's going to be a total of what? Ten. Holy cats. 
I'll leave the fighting to you. That's usually what we do, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we send in? The muse! <laughs> no. <laughs> Sometimes we do. It depends on the situation. The first one comes riding by. You don't quite block it with your guard armor. It sticks you for six points in the shoulder with its spear as it rides by. The other one... Minus two. Yeah. If I see him coming by, he's trying to give me spear. I'm going to knock his guard so it goes down into the dirt and catapults him out of his. At the minus two, maybe that's a little too much for just mine two. But you, yeah, you knock the the spear aside and it goes into the dirt. He's unarmed now as he rides by. The third one, you just easily take that with your guard. The other one, he is riding at Daru. How are you defending yourself? I don't suppose I, I can hit him with a, a cloud of sleeping powder as he comes in. Uh, no, he's riding right down on you. I parry with my cutlass. Only option <laughs> of it. <laughs> what? I parry, I parry the equus. <laughs> yes. I think uh, we might need to change your cutlass to a saber or something. Because I think cutlass is too much sword for your slight frame. The strength requirement on a cutlass is higher than you have. Wait, weapons of strength requirements? Crap. Anyway, you can still have the same skill with it and everything. Okay, we'll adjust appropriately. Uh, yeah, so we're going to pair with that. Got a CR of two. You're tall and lit by this fire, and he's going to squarely hit you for oh. 11. Oh, that brings me to zero. He smacks you and you go down. As he rides by and he shouts in triumph. Can I take a negative five and shoot him? Yeah. Cool. As I roar, Woodrow, I mean Daru! <laughs> <laughs> so that would be my uh, tribo eight minus three. <laughs> With the, the speed of him riding, it's, but it's still, it's still a full. It's still a hit. Yeah, still like 19. <laughs> I'm very pleased with myself. <laughs> Full success on him. And how much does that thing do? Maybe a six. That sounds right. Well, let's go with six now. Uh, and I'll look it up. Which, given that I've made these kind of minion uh, beast men, will be enough to take him out. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going with throwing numbers at you rather than giving him a bunch of hit points. <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> more cinematic feel. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, maybe the, the kind and uh, wise... GM can have Dio actually try some of that healing magic she's supposedly known for. Uh, he. He, 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 he. I know it's right. weird with muses and they look kind of female and feminine, but... All right, then, Jopin. I'm on my feet and a sword, and there's death. So the first thing I do is yell, death, kill, and I go after one of the other guys. Death can operate by himself. Unless he's threatened, he's really not going to... Okay, I can always say, death, protect. Right, he's going to have him sit on me. You got any, you know, you don't have any sort of skill. I have mounted combats, but the, yeah, I don't have any weapon, a animal handling skills. Do a base charisma roll. He may amble that direction. Either he'll, he'll listen to you and go over there, but it would interfere with the healing, or he kind of doesn't pay attention to you and bellows at the uh, riders to scare them away from him himself. Let's go with that. He's, he's heard the word to protect, therefore he's going to protect himself. I can move up to a certain mountain and still attack? Yeah. Well, whoever is closest to me, probably the guy who d disarmed himself, because he probably slowed down. 
Yeah, certainly that threw him off his uh, charge. Your standard thrall scream and leap, sword, great sword in hand, and I'm going to try to cleave him asunder. So that's plus 10. I'm trying to think, what sound does the lizard make when it roars? Um, and the only sound that's oh. coming to mind is gonk. <laughs> <laughs> An ear-shattering gonk, but still. <laughs> the Godzilla type. Oh. 26, yeah. Yeah, you're going to take him out. So, yeah, describe what you do to him. Run, I leap up in the air and I just great sword in both hands and come right down and at least bisect his head a bit and probably a portion of his upper torso. All right. Kick him off and say, oh. Mount, jump, and start running after the other guy. You're going to jump on his dark knee. On the back of it. If you want to do that this round. It'll be an extra, yeah, it'll be a minus five. Man, yeah, you're mounted combat, we'll say, and then minus five. Sure, what the hey? Uh, all I can do is fall off and have some fun. Uh, so that gives me, so that's just mounted combat. Do I get my decks for that? CR, I think. So plus nine, minus five, so plus four. I make this look good. Yeah, all right. Jump, grab the reins. Ha-ha! Then chick. How many again on Jobin? Two that charged by him, and then the one that got chopped or chopped in half, and so he's gone. And there's and the one that one one trampled. got two, three mounted uh, beast men that have ridden through your little lighted area. Okay, I'll survey the area first, like real quick, like get a get a sense for where everyone is. If I can see them, Beastmen, uh, Jengarans, uh, everyone, and then I'm probably gonna rush over to get Dara out of harm's way. Perception, or if you have any other skill, you think might add to that. Do you think Scout would count? Uh, I suppose it would. Picking out where your enemies are. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not not bad. Not bad at all. You can see their. You're behind a wall, and there are a couple buildings either side of where the uh, the beastmen charged from that you can see a couple figures crouching on top of the walls of each of these, these ruins. Very close or, like, at a distance? They're obviously here within bow range because <laughs> you figure that you got shot, and it's probably from there. And then, yeah, the other three that uh, are still mounted, charging on into the the darkness. Daru's laying there, unmoving. Jengarians and the Mews are behind cover. But the, the Jengarians are just, like, staying out of things? At the moment, at least. All right. Okay. I'll bellow to them to, or well, bellow. I'll do my best blue area equivalent of bellowing at them. Uh, I'll, I'll point to, um, to Daru and say, get the Zadar to safety. And I'm going to take a pot shot at one of these figures on the who shot at us. Okay. Whatever negative that's going to be. There's been cover in the darkness. So I think minus five. It's an extra action too, right? Do you, do you have any sort of command or something that you could try to prompt the uh, Jengarians to actually do what you said? Hell no. So that'd just be your raw charisma. My raw charisma of zero. Hey, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not awful. Well, you were in the military, so you're used to how orders are barked. Sure. Then you want to take your extra action to do a shot here? Yes, yes. Uh, and uh, it's it's a minus five or minus ten now, like depending on how, how you count the actions. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this is just minus five. Okay, so plus three and minus whatever they're doing. So you uh, get a quick movement from one of them, so you think you've uh, injured it, but it didn't fall from the, the wall, so you don't think you killed it. Cool. The Jengarians run out 
grab Daru and you're hauling him back into the what's left of this ruined building. Hopefully the muse can do the, do his work on him. He'll try to do some healing. His modes are plus one, right? All of them? Yeah. Uh, well, he didn't kill you. <laughs> <laughs> this violence and stuff. He's not used to it. All right, then. It's Beastmen. Two are firing at the Ariad, crouching behind the wall, trying to shoot at them. One just misses, and the other one stands up, trying to get a better angle on you, so he's exposed himself a little bit to counterfire. Then there are other two firing at Jobin. So do I get actually get my mounted combat as part of my defense, because I'm riding... Your movement is going to provide some defense as they try to track your motion. Oh, um, nine points. It's, yeah, nine points total. Thunk, thunk, get a couple arrows. Minus 18 points so far. Still kicking. You've lost track of the beastmen who charged through you. They ran out into the dark somewhere. And the other ones are up on the wall. Your turn, Jobin. How high is the wall? Yeah, somewhere between 10 and 15 feet. That's kind of irregular. I'm turning, heading for the wall, standing up on the saddle, and I'm going to leap onto the wall. And we'll say this is for this maneuver here. It's a little tricky. So minus three, you're riding a dark mane who are, they aren't real easy to control. And you're, you've never ridden this one before. 19. All right. So that maneuver gets you over there and leaping onto the wall next to one of the bowmen. Go in for the swing, which is minus five, so I'm going to get a plus five. Well, how are you... I got the racer in my hand. I'm basically just leaping up, and then I come up, and then just do a you know baseball swing at his midsection. I'm going for the one standing up. He's obviously made himself a target. You're jumping up there with the great sword. Yeah. If you don't get at least a partial on this, that means you've misjudged it, and you're going to... And you didn't land on the wall properly, and you're going to fall off. All right. I'm good with that. Oh, oh my God. So the guy standing up is now not... Is, is, his legs are standing up. Yeah. Running to these guys like they're made of toilet paper. Well, you should be. These weren't designed to be terribly tough. But they did manage to take out Daru, so... Daru holds up a <laughs> finger. <laughs> <laughs> Objection! Okay. Chachak. Chachik. Chachik. <laughs> I'm reloading the tribo, so I'm now out. You could still fire at a minus five. Um, I have nothing that would help Doru. I mean, I could pour vine sap at him, but that wouldn't do anything. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna quickly change the clip in the tribo, and I'm gonna make another scout to see if I can see where the riders went off to. And if I need to, I'll, I'll get out of cover and and get some altitude. Like I'll start lev- fla- flapping and levitating up a bit now that I can see um, Jobin up with the the archers. Okay, I think you can't fly and use the tribo. You could use your like your your little dart throw. You need something one handed. Okay, I, I see what you mean. Okay, so, well, I'm going to stay on the ground then, but I'm still going to, like, scout. I want to know where they went off to, and if they're, you know, waiting in the wing to ride in and attack us. All right. That's seven. Ooh. You got no idea where they are. They've charged by out in the darkness, and it's just dark, and there's confusion. And I should maybe have taken a minus five on that, too. I forgot that. So I'm, I'm reloading and swearing to myself, wondering where they are. Oh, yeah, you should take a minus five, which would actually... You think you know that they're behind the ruins of this uh, building to the north that you were hiding behind one of the walls of? Ah, all right. 
Cool. You think you think you heard some movement behind there, like their dark mains running there? Right, I'm going to focus on that. Aim that away and get ready to maybe dash over. We'll see. All right. The Angarians are running for the dark main mount that Jobin jumped off of. Sensible course of action for them. One of them runs, clambers on it, and pulls the other up, and they're looking to get the hell out of here. So they're heading out. Can the Muse try again? Yes. He's going to have to take another penalty after failing that. We'll step down the uh, the amount of healing to at least get uh, Daru conscious. That would be appreciated. <laughs> Yay! There you go. So you uh, feel a gentle hand stroking your knobby head. <laughs> and you're, you're looking up at the little wisp slapping you on the nose saying, Hey, hey, wake up. Wake up, you. Great. Well, how many hit points am I sitting at? Five. So the archer that you're facing, he plows into you and is attempting to knock you off the wall. So do I get to use my Tazian combat and defense? Yes. A little tough for him. Ten. Virtual. He knocks you back and is you're starting to, to go off the wall. You're kind of off balance and you'll be at a minus five penalty on your action. The other archers. Well, I have one of them taking a take a shot at the retreating Tengarans. Oh, good miss, miss. The other one will take a shot at the Ariad, which is looking the other direction for the charging beastmen. So you get clipped through the feathers there for three points, Chachik. Ow, Daru. I wrote down assorted powders. It because, well, my knowledge of the system wasn't that in-depth. Is there any one of those particular vials actually a healing powder? I don't believe there are any healing powders. They're healing elixirs, but uh, not powders. Okay. Since I do not have a healing skill per se, I will struggle to my feet, try to figure out what happened uh, to those uh, writers, taking where, where all the archery and stuff is, and I'm going to lay in a path for where the beastmen will return by Equus, because there's a, only so many ways you can drive a horse through ruins. If I can catch one in a cloud of sleeping powder as they pass by, so much the better. So we'll lay in an ambush. Set up and going to shoot if you see them charging back. Right. Okay. So then Jobin. He's going, back, going backwards. Walls crumbling a little under your feet. And just try to trade places and fling him into the jagged rocks below. All right. That's going to be a Tazian combat. Yeah. But I got minus five, so I'll be plus five. Now, on a partial, do I end up going off the other side? A partial would just mean that you've managed to regain your feet. Okay, I'll go to that. But now I fling him into the ground below. Spin, you're like, wee! Whap! Into whatever's below us. What's below us? It's kind of dark down there, so you're not sure. You hear a thump as he hits the bottom there. And the other guys are across the way on another wall. Mm -hmm. Parkour. Can I get to them? <laughs> you are a multi-talented killing machine, aren't you? <laughs> yes. I think it's going to be a little bit too far to jump. Yeah, there's no convenient walls between us for me to like run across. You can run and jump to like a lower area of this wall and then jump to the ground and then run over there and work to climb up it. But that's going to take some time. Right now, I'm a target, so I'm going to head down to cover, basically. So that's be what, dex roll? Yeah, be a minus five if you want to get off into the dark 
side away from the uh, the other archers. Getting into some sort of cover, yeah. I might end up falling down. You are the one who got you so- yourself into that situation. But I make it. So you slide down the wall, do the three-point uh, Avenger landing. <laughs> <laughs> then run quickly to a wall and get behind. Chachik. I don't follow my previous perception and like start dashing over to the, the building where I thought I heard someone tribal ready. Uh, and if anybody shows up, I'm going I'm to put some tribal bolts in them. And you go heading over there and peeking out behind the ruin walls and you see a couple unattended dark main mounts there. What do I know about dark main mounts? Are they a breed of equus or something? They're a breed of equus that are more wild, feral. The beastmen and some of the other submen ride, but they're tough to, to civilize and breed. And if, if I know it's possible, I'm going to try to drive them off, run in among them and start flapping my wings and make noise and like get them to run, get them to scat. Whoa, what do I want to call that? Say charisma to enforce your will upon them. Yeah. <laughs> well, it had to happen sometime. Giving you a bonus, but even with the bonus. Yeah. Yeah, they see this strange little bird guy <laughs> flapping over to him and snort at you. One of them takes some, a couple aggressive steps towards you, like maybe it's going to kick at you or something. Whoa, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you do anything else? No, no. I'm, I'm just going to take a step back and be like, well, okay, that didn't go up as planned. I'm just going to peer around after after any beastmen, but I don't think that's an action. I'm not scouting or anything. All right. Muse. Through the uh, the little wisp whispers into uh, Daru's ear that there are two uh, bowmen up on the, the wall there to the, the southeast, and uh, the, the riders are going to be coming back at you from the south. Then, as he says, the, the beast men are coming back, and Daro, you were you had prepared, so you can take your shot. Cool. So, so I actually have targets? They're riding back into the light from the south, basically headed your direction. Peachy. Any bonus for laying in wait? You don't get the uh, usual penalty for their for their motion. Fair enough. I have a nice solid 20. What this is is a cone of sleeping powder. I am sorry for inflicting additional rules on you. <laughs> Morpheus powder causes victims to fall into a stupor of sleep lasting up to one hour per dose. Successful uses with a con roll. And hopefully I can get the Equus to make saves as well. So that way, even if a writer makes a save, he might have a tumbling mount. Con saves all around. Didn't we kill this guy already? <laughs> so yeah, even if they successfully resist, they still still cause destruction that's minus one for five rounds. So you're yeah. saying with all those saves, all, all I did was glitter bomb them? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're drowsy, except for the guy who got a crit. Yeah, so they go charging through this. The closest one sees you there and is charging right at you. Crap. Hoping that ambush maybe means cover now. Well, you had to at least be uh, up enough to shoot at them. Yeah. What's your combat rating? CR2. He'd be at least behind, partially behind a wall. Yeah. Okay. Ah! Ah! <sighs> save us. Yeah, he comes charging and buries his spear deep into the wall. Thank you. The other two are charging by you on the scent of the Ariad. Both of the uh, mercs are gone now? Yes. Oh, well. Shouldn't have expected bravery from them. Should have paid them. Chachik. You have a couple beast men who suddenly come charging around the uh, wall of this building. 
intent on doing you harm. While furiously yawning at you. Yeah. <laughs> is it their turn or mine? It's their turn. Cool. I guess my defense, quote unquote, is going to be trying to get in among the dark mains. <laughs> What's your CR? Five, four. Oh. Ouch. The dark mains are smart enough to not let you use them as cover. Ah, crap. <laughs> <laughs> as these two come charging at you, and they're each going to do eight plus the strength, uh, 11 points each to your slender, hollow boned frame. Yeah. I'm at minus four. Yikes. Make a uh, con save. At, you don't have any armor, right? Because you have to be light. And Hell no. No, no, no. Make a con save with the minus four. Oh, so that's God. minus five, all told. Oh, no. Blue character time. Any other, any other stuff before I roll? No. A prayer. Okay. Oh. Nah. <laughs> Partial. Partial. Yeah, so they did not kill you. Though you will uh, have some lingering effects. Do I hear him screech? Yeah, and you probably hear the the beastmen doing their Tuscan Raider cheer as they uh <laughs> just ridden down one of their enemies. Archers are gonna do it later. I guess it's my turn, right? Yes. I just smile. I'm gonna run up behind them with my great sword. If I try to hit both of them with a massive swing, because I'm gonna run between them. That'd be two attacks. You can attack one and then attack the other with the minus five. Okay, so we'll just do the, the main attack first. Yeah, so that's one down. And you hit the other one. That's both <laughs> them down. I come running up. Ah, and they like hands in the air and they're looking down going, oh no. Flop, flop. Then the uh, beast man that uh, lost his spear in the wall next to Daru. You hear uh, some sort of call from some other beast men, and he turns and is riding away. Well, <laughs> as much as I would like to chase him, I'm not in a condition for that, and I heard someone go down. Dio, to me! And we go rescue Dio. <laughs> we stabilize Chachik. Yeah, we'll see if... Uh... We'll see about that. <laughs> well, I'm first one there. I don't have any me medical skills. Dio will uh, attempt to infuse some healing into yes, and uh, you're at five points. I, I go up to five points? Yeah. Okay. The negative was just for uh, your save. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. For the survival roll. Mm -hmm. Pat him on the shoulder. You'll have some interesting scars to tell. Yeah, we'll have to decide what, what sort of scar that leaves on you. Oh, look at Dio. Oh, point to where I'm bleeding. Could you fix that? <laughs> the wisp flies over and pokes the uh, the wound. You're fine, big boy. <laughs> we have four equus we can sell. They're dark mains. Who's going to buy them? Yeah, they've run off. The beastman ain't got much. And look at the weapons. Shoddy. They're decent weapons because... Because we... <laughs> Of a certain supplier. Do they make make off with any of the the supplies that uh, most of which are burning right now? Like there were some crates off the wagon. Did they grab any of those? Uh, no. Fire of the wagon is probably dying out about now. Well, the the crates that are not on fire are certainly evidence. Yeah. Yeah. If we can make it back to the council, then you know we could say, hey, these are of blah blah manufacture. At least that that's that's the plan. Once we are safe and not trampled again by beastmen. I go over to death. 
Looks like I'm not writing you today, Death. We have to carry at least uh, two of those crates. Gonk. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we have created lore. (laughs) I reach in the backpack, pull out a root, and give it to him. Sweet root. What do you do? I got a question about Teleslanta magic. Can you keep casting spells until you're blue in the face? As long as you can make the roll. Here's another question about the magic. How much of a bias is there against magic, considering wizards destroyed the world? It depends on the area. Seven Kingdoms, really not, because you know, the Cimmerillians are all about the magic. Right. Other less civilized areas, it'd be more. And the Amonians, anybody who isn't a follower of awe using magic, you're going to be considered a witch or a warlock. And Right, 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 right. Okay, uh, I, I still think I still think Chachik would like wave off any any attempts to improve uh, his condition. Uh, I think he's maybe a little disappointed in himself and um, doesn't want to be pitied. He'll heal just fine on his own, in his opinion. We could make his uh, his consequence for his partial there something mental instead of physical. Uh, if you want to. I'm looking for something that would be interesting for you as well to play. I don't know what what kind of what kind of a consequence do you usually get when you get this kind of injury? Are we talking a negative uh, attribute modifier? Or are we talking? It would be something similar, like a negative cork in fifth, that type of thing. Like your speech impediment is essentially a negative quirk, so it could be an ugly scar that would turn people off when you tried to deal with them. It could be something. We could make it something mental that you've fallen and now you would feel like you let them down. You try to prove yourself. Maybe you're overcompensate for that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm into that. All right, then. So we walk still dark. We need to rest, recover, heal as much as uh, Dio is capable of and set out in the morning so we can keep an eye and make sure no more beastmen show up because they'll they'll be able to report back that the wagon was destroyed. Yep. You still have the head? I don't think they took it. Lying around here someplace. (laughs) Uh, I'll keep watching (laughs) if uh, Chichak and uh, Jobin want to uh, chick. Cha? Chick. Did I reverse it or did I? You all can reverse it. It's hilarious. (laughs) It's like it's not natural. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I didn't say chick chaw. Like we've never gotten names wrong before. (laughs) (laughs) As long as we don't get overran again in the middle of the night, we'll lick our wounds and head back to the city. Alisa, I think we've got evidence as soon as we can analyze it. Uh, That'll help us determine who's supplying or where the weapons come from, at least. All right, so you're going to rest here for the rest of the night? Yeah. yeah. Moving under cover of darkness. Uh, I, I, I think... We have a fire keep they keep the beasts away. That worked. Kept all the beastmen away. Well, after, after you throw a few of them in the fire, it will. Yeah, I, I think our next step is, is, is to get back to the authorities. and Because mm-hmm. we went out to investigate. Hey, we, we, we put a damper in their activities and we have valuable evidence. I won't say that's mission complete, but that's definitely a step forward from where we were before. Whoever gets a decent night's sleep, you heal five plus your con. Now, that's a tricky question with half a brain. <laughs> Depends on what you're doing. If you're walking around the perimeter on on watch all night, then that's not resting. Okay, fair enough. That's Because that's exactly what I'll do. Yeah. I'm not resting. I'm settling down on a perch somewhere to watch the, um, the wilderness. You hear... This is not a safe place. And you hear from inside, inside the encampment... 
Yes, you do your do your scouting role, I guess, then if you're you're perch watching. Sure. Okay. As you watch, you probably notice you can see movement of beasts, maybe beast men on mounts on the horizon. Nothing I interpret as uh, like hostile movement or approaching. You don't get the sense of immediately moving towards you. But they probably have not completely forgotten about you, so they're... Whoa, I'm not expecting them to. I'm expecting them to come, you know, returning in the morning. So they'll be back, and in larger numbers. <laughs> <laughs> How many beastmen spears can we recover? What, about... Four? Yeah, four sounds good. Just on the off chance that we need something defensive, sticking spears on the ground is a great way to stop a, a animal charge. So uh, I'll carry those... Uh, along as as well i think we need to get back to the city we're, we're, we're pretty tore up look up at uh Chachik. are we surrounded not yet but the longer we stay here the worse it's gonna get well let me work out the best way for us to leave here with best with the best cover i'm gonna make a tactics roll and see if i can work us out a, a good way to get out of this all these ruins and still maintain cover you, you got us in i'm sure you can get us out plus one uh, it it should be plus. Uh, it should be your skill, right? Yes, but I have a minus three int. But you are a thrall. It doesn't thrall. apply. It doesn't apply to tactics. Yeah. Still, I rolled. I rolled. I rolled a one. So this means I got a five. Got Still five. bad. Still bad. Yeah. <laughs> Lack of knowledge of where they are and and the lay of this. And I've got all turned around, so I don't really know which way. That way. Well, let's just. Make haste mm-hmm. towards the city. Maybe we can stay ahead of them. Maybe they won't be brave enough to get close enough where the city guard can mop them up. Dio comes up to you, Daro, with his hand like on your face. You feel like the nice soothing wave come from the uh, earth through you. You can get a couple hit points back. Yay! <laughs> Still worse for wear, but uh, yeah, yeah we're, we're not here for the fight. You know, if, if we can get back. With the crates, so we'll, we'll, we'll ride. <laughs> we're, we're not in any shape to stay out here another day. All right. So, yes, start making your way back across the wilderlands. Now, the cart was a loss. What happened to the uh, draft animals? Did they escape into the night? Yeah, there was a land lizard, and it probably ran off during the battle. Yeah, probably in the hands of the beastmen by now. Well, scout, lead the way. Says, <laughs> yeah, let's do a scout roll for... Uh, oh, sure. Boom. So you're able to get up, get a little altitude and spot beastmen, uh, scouts moving along the uh, other side of some hills so you can direct your group the best route to avoid them. Excellent. Wounded and uh, limping a little, you guys make it back to Tordan. Well, we, we uh, reach out to the captain of the guard at Tordan. Local magistrate, magistrate, sheriff, whatever yeah. it was. And we report saying, we went out, we encountered at least one of the uh, suppliers. We destroyed the uh, weapons, confiscated what that wasn't destroyed, engaged the beastmen, and are reporting back. You guys were the ones who got sent out here on the mission, so he's he was just helping you as needed. You're like the the feds coming into the local area. Yeah, but uh, it's his city, so yeah. it's like you know, I do want him to know what the situation is. That there is a lot more beastmen, and they are a day's ride or less away from the city walls. Daru, show him the head. Maybe he knows who he is. Oh yeah. So, between the head and checking out these weapons, does analysis 
as a skill allow me to dig for clues is to use logic to assimilate evidence and form an accurate conclusion. Huzzah! <laughs> it's almost like I'm an effective effectuator. You've been computing a lot on the way home. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to analyze the weapons to see if I can trace the source of the manufacturer. Ooh, because I'm a bladesmith, can I give him any pointers? It can try to do uh, give him a bonus if you if you uh, succeed. I'll give you a minus three. Do I have my still have my dex to that roll or? Yes, I think that skill is more just in knowing how to make them rather than it's not like a wise. Okay, so just your analysis skill then, I guess. Okay, I'm dangerous with this. I can roll a three and still get a fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can figure out that these look like they are of Aramite manufacture. Hmm. Probably if you saw other weapons from the same maker, you probably could put together the connection with a like maker mark or you know in the general mm-hmm. construction. You think you'd be able to to recognize that after studying them, but you don't have the knowledge of all Aramite manufacturers and stuff so now here's the political question where does the aramites how do they feel about tordan and uh the other kingdom uh cities they're on good terms with the seven kingdoms they do a lot of trading there are some aramites that are working here in tordan in the there's some local mining Hmm. so the weapons could have been stolen as well uh is there any identifying marks on the crates themselves like property of <laughs> arma or something like that no well feel free to dispense these to the to, to the guard they may need them you don't need them for your investigation uh we'll put them in evidence or whatever i guess if we have a sufficiently advanced judicial system where things like evidence rooms are a thing and yeah we can place them there if we don't uh, need them on the wall there's plenty of room for us to invent how the judicial system works in sindar and the seven kingdom the short answer it works very well you're the litigator That's why I I said it works very well. I do imagine that the magistrate somewhere has a strong room with a solid lock that only he has access to. So wherever that is uh, in the city, we can stash those weapons there. Have you uh, anything else I can aid you with? What about the hat? Oh, yes. Do you recognize this fellow? Probably splashed it with some water or something, so it's not completely begored and just unrecognizable. I I believe... That looks like uh, Vornell, a Cimmerillion who lives here and uh, does some trading, uh, sells some of his magical skills. He was hanging out with the wrong people. Free operator or or attached to some group? Uh, He worked on his own as far as I know. He he didn't get along real well with the local Sindarns. He seemed to not have a good opinion of Sindarns. Perhaps we should invest, uh, ask about his associates. But perhaps the first order business actually is to get healed and rest, rested. Got money. You can probably buy some healing. One of us has more money than, than the others. Do you know that? No. <laughs> Holy snot. A thousand gold lumens? Wow. <laughs> okay, so I'm good at uh, Trivarian, okay? <laughs> okay. 
Uh, I'll pay for any healing for anybody that'll accept it. I'm not picturing everything, Darren, with these like taped together nerd glasses. <laughs> <laughs> They're all in the Trivarium Club. I guess we should sojourn in the Scorix houses and with the healers uh, briefly, at least, and then inquire about the associates of this. What's his name? Bornell. Bornell. All right. So, how many healing elixirs are you buying? Uh, how many do I need? Cringe, cringe. <laughs> I'm only down nine points. They each heal ten. I'm I'm willing to go to seventeen, and then then hopefully by the next day, nat- nature will take care of the rest. So that's two for sure. Uh, how many does Chachik like? Uh, I just need one to get me going. So uh, how expensive are these monsters? Because I'm yeah, buying I'm th- three for sure. Here in Tordan, two hundred gold. Each. Whoa, okay. And I was going to be like, I can take care of this myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll buy three. Drop Do you have four. Haggle? Do you have Haggle for a skill? No. I'll and, stop and, you. I'll, I'll be like, you know, don't worry about me. I'll just need uh, a couple of nights rest and I'll be fine. You can spend the money more sensibly. And actually, if another good night rest would take care of me too. Well, I need one if, if you guys don't. So I, I will buy two, one for now and one for later. Well, do, do we want to wrap at this point since this is a convenient recovery downtime place? Do we get any experience points for this or? Yeah, you just take five XP. Uh, so XP, how how's it spent? Blah, blah. To increase one of your skills, you uh, double the next, the level you're, you're buying. So like going from one to two would be four points? Yeah. To get a new skill, you need the hours to get the practice in. Yeah, it's the one one XP per week it costs to learn to open a new one. I'm trying to learn how to control my animal through commands, so that's me learning animal hand- handling by simple trial and error. Well, I'm going to skedaddle. Yep. Thank you very much for the encounter. Wow, that hurt. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> cool that we survived. Learning experience for you, the character. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Ooh, I've got rainbow lotus liquor. <laughs> it is like literally taste the rainbow stuff because it has varying flavor sensations. I don't know. I've not heard of spot. I don't know what that is. I was I was looking at the menagerie book. I was looking for stats for my for my lizard, and and it's list spot plus eleven as one of the skills. So that's the D twenty version. No, that's the Talzantium Menagerie right there in the same spot where the, uh, I think it's the D, oh, you're right, it's yeah. D20. Never mind, it's the D20 version. <laughs> I forget. Yeah. It is kind of impossible not to hear John, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking for pictures of male fairies so I can kind of get an idea of what he would look like. And oh, that's, that's, that's there's, danger. Yeah, there's, <laughs> I shouldn't have looked up just male fairies, let's just say that. Should not have done that. Nope. Mm-mm. And they're liquid filled, so you have high blood pressure. That's the only way you can keep those things in, you know, uh, open. They're magical fairies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Made by wizards. <laughs> you were just talking about your porn career. Because <laughs> uh, you're going to need a bit of money, okay? <laughs> Never, ever look up male fairy again. I'll shut up and let you speak.
It's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com, find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.